Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Super Review Show's Mixed Bag from the JK. I am joined by my good man, Bill Murphy. What's going on, everyone? And I am joined once again by his dear companion, Justin Favreau. How are you doing tonight, Justin? Filled with glorious purpose. Awesome. <laughs> Love to hear it. Love to hear it, guys. So tonight's topic on the Super Review Show's Mixed Bag is a fun video that we've been coming up with other ideas for the channel. First and foremost, and if you haven't seen any of our mixed bag segments, check them out. They're on the channel now. Check them out. They're for great. Those, for those of you who are wondering what we're talking about tonight, we're going to be talking about the future, not the past, the future of Marvel Studios. Everything regarding Marvel's What If, Loki, all the television shows, plus the future films and many more. Shall we get right into it, gentlemen? Let's do it. Yeah, let's go. Let's get it let's, started. Huh? Let's get it started. Pink, don't sue us. So I think I forgot. I don't even know. No, it's a black eyed piece. Oh, black eyed piece. Right. So I think it's important to establish like where we are in terms of the MCU. Um, I think all of us are kind of at a different point in where we're at, like how far along we we are watching it. Yep. Yeah, I think, um, Justin, you and I are basically in the same place. I'm behind. I'll, I'll admit it. Don't kill me. I think I have the slight edge because I already watched the first episode of What If. Okay. And it is good. Um, you coming to that soon. So, JT, what is the last thing you really no happening in the MCU. The last thing that I remember seeing was aside from Endgame, um, because I saw all the movies. Mm-hmm. I did not see Black Widow yet. Don't kill okay. me. But because I haven't gotten around to seeing it yet. But I will say this: I have seen everything up, all the films up until, um, up until Endgame and Black Widow and all that stuff. I, I haven't seen Black Widow, but I, I did see, a, I think the first, how many, how many episodes of WandaVision were there? There were six? nine. Nine, okay. I want to say I saw six of them. And the reason okay. why, and before we go any further, let me just preface my, my discussion tonight is this. I am not, the, I enjoy the fact that Marvel is taking a step and Disney's taking a step to make Disney Plus shows. I applaud them for it. My only thing is like, I'm not really a TV guy. Like I'll go to the cinemas and watch a Marvel film, but as far as watching more, the more, same actors and characters on TV on Disney Plus, I, you have my attention. I'm just not that drawn into it the way I was drawn into like Iron Man or Captain America: Winter Soldier, things like that. That's just me though. But anyway, you, you know what? I get your concern, and that was a concern I had before the Disney Plus shows started to come out. Um, Correct. There you go. Something that kind of helped, though. Um, one, this is way more connected into the MC- the bigger MCU than, say, Daredevil or Jessica Jones or Agents of Shield. Yes, because those were just like shows that happen to have Marvel characters in it. Okay. All right. Is that is that a and, fair assumption? Is that a fair point, Justin? 
and I'll even go one step above that and saying they weren't even under the uh, jurisdiction of Marvel Studios at all. Or Kevin Feige. Exactly. That was all Jeff Loeb. That was Marvel Entertainment, which was something ent- entirely different. Okay. Um, with this, something that helps is the weekly release. Um, I find that when they release a show all at once, it makes the task of watching a show more daunting. Whereas if it's released on a weekly basis, it leaves you with that sense of wanting more. Hence, Mm. you come back next week. Right. There's an anticipation. There's a sense of anxiety that to be continued the power of to be continued. Okay. Well, which, that's ju- oh, I'm sorry, Justin, go on. Which I applaud Marvel Studios for bringing back as it's it's changing these from what's essentially many movies into something that can be pretty unique. Um WandaVision, its whole gimmick was each episode within the show, the show within the show, took place in a different decade. Uh Awesome gimmick. What if it's an anthology series? We're going to see some. From what I understand, um, I already saw the first episode. From what I understand from the first three episodes that critics have been able to watch so far, we're going to see some serious shit. Okay. Um, Well, I just want to go off like what Justin said and each series. Oh, but before I get any further, I want to give two quick shout outs in the chat. Matt Hemsley's watching. Matt Hemsley. Matt Hemsley's in the house. And also Jessica Langer. Welcome. Hello, Jess. How are you? So, anywho, um, what were we talking about? Oh, um, your sex tape. (laughs) Of course. Damn it. Anyway, um, (laughs) no, um, but I that they don't treat it like mini movies. And the thing is, is what I like about it, I feel like each series is setting up something individual. It's not setting up the same thing. Oh, absolutely. Like, like how WandaVision was a setup for the new Doctor Strange, right? Um, yeah, WandaVision was setting up the new Doctor Strange. And from what I understand, um, Spider-Man, um, No Way Home. Um like it seems like these three are going to act as kind of like a mini franchise within the instead of it being like you know um, Iron Man and Iron Man 2 Iron Man 3 it's more like WandaVision into um, 
Doctor Strange into Spider-Man multi. No way home. Wow. Strike that. Reverse it. <laughs> um, rewind. Rewind. Uh, we like that stricken from the record. Record? Are we supposed to be writing this down? Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. You may commence. Go for it. So, you've seen six of the nine WandaVision sh- episodes do you know what's being set up there offhand i do not remember so you have to remind me on that one (laughs) so it's revealed that um the power that the mind stone reveals unveils on wanda um, when she was getting her powers, it was more like unlocking her powers, and it gave her the ability to control chaos magic, making her the Scarlet Witch, making her a Nexus being. Do you now? Okay. You're you're a comic guy, um, so I'm not sure if you know what a Nexus being is or not. You're going to have to remind me. It's been a long time, guys. Um, Nexus beings are characters who are essentially consistent throughout the multiverse. Okay. Um, She is essentially supposed to have this power that's going to destroy the universe. Well, that's not never good <laughs> no it's never yeah. good um and it's foretold in the dark hold the book of the damned as revealed by agatha harkness who was agnes but agnes it was agatha all along was agatha all along and agatha killed sparky one okay. round also, Monica Rambeau now has, has her powers. Um, right. Good to is, know. Is being contacted by the Skrulls. Apparently, um, Captain Marvel wants to see her. We have White Vision now in play. Oh, wow. Okay. From Vision Quest. Um he is the emotionless robot that you remember from the comic. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and Wanda is leaning more and more into her Scarlet Witch shit. Gotcha. Okay. Now, what you need to know with um, Falcon and Winter Soldier... Have you watched any of that? Okay, so no, because I ha- I didn't even, I didn't even have Disney Plus, so let, let me just get that out of the way. I didn't even, so I have to watch this. Was it six or nine? This one's six. Okay, Falcon. I mean, I listen. Like I said, this is just my opinion. I love what Marvel has done. They've created an empire and a fan base that is will do anything for them. I just think that these. 
I think that Disney was like telling Marvel, hey, do this to do this. You know, that was my opinion on that. But honestly, though, I'm not I, I liked what I saw with WandaVision. I didn't finish it, though, because I, I was watching it at a friend's house. But um, I just I just I got into it and then I just. Not that I didn't like it, I just stopped. Um, no, I got and it. Once that, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I liked a lot what I saw. I loved everything about the town and how, like, they brought back Kat Dennings. Like, that was a nice addition. At the same time, I'm like, you know, I didn't, I just, I haven't seen Falcon Winter Soldier. Then Loki comes out and I look at the reviews of Loki and I'm like, damn, they must have nailed that one. We'll get to Loki when we get there. Um, okay. And then, and then they do what if, and I'm like, how far are you going to go? <laughs> like, there's so, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of content. But Justin, go ahead. What if would not have been able to happen if Loki didn't happen? Okay, that's good to know. All right. Um, but it's, yeah, I haven't watched What If yet. I might watch the first episode after I'm done here with you, folk. Um, all right. But um, from what we see, um, but you know how um, from like the series how with Black WandaVision set up for the new Doctor um Strange, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I know we'll get to soon, is a setup for the new Captain America, basically. Yes, because now we have a new uh, Captain America in uh, Sam Wilson. Yep. And they said that up after Endgame anyway, so it's kind of a go figure. Mm-hmm. Well, to you'll, an extent. you'll you'll see it's 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 a journey. All right. So throughout all six episodes, it's like a it's one of those. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He he has a a crisis of being a black Captain America in. Modern America. All right. And it's, and it's actually handled very, very intelligently. No, villains, interesting. villains, not that great. I'll be first to was admit it. Zemo? it. No, no, Zemo was not the villain, but he was oh, the best really? part of the show. Okay. All right. I'll give you that. I think Bill would agree with that. Yeah, the villain wasn't really that great. But Zemo was the best part of the show. Zemo was. Um, All right. But it sets up um, Sam Wilson as the new Captain America. It sets up John Walker as U.S. agent. And it sets up a new character that if you've seen Black Widow. Which I have not seen Black Widow yet. So you you would not know who this is. Although you might know who this is because she is a character from the comics. This is the um, character, right? The Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. I think I saw in the trailers. She was only in one scene in Black Widow. 
Huh. Okay. Um, she seems to be like an anti Nick Fury. Really? Okay. Yeah. In that she is recruiting a special team. of not good people? So sort of like the anti-Avengers. Or the dark Avengers, perhaps. Possibly. Because you have John Walker becoming a U.S. agent in um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. You have... I heard about that, yep. You have Yelena Belova from Black Widow. She's probably going to replace okay. Natasha as the Black Widow. Okay. I mean, it only makes sense, right? It does. I mean, since spoilers for the two, two people who haven't seen Endgame yet, she died. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's not a lot of... It's funny because... Oh, the biggest complaint about Black Widow is it was a little too little too late. I one hundred I one hundred percent agree with that because yeah, it kind of ruins the suspense of the movie when you kind of know that the main character's gonna make it out of this movie because she's gonna die in a later movie. Yeah, I kind of felt like and listen. Uh, here's my thoughts on Black Widow. I just thought it was okay, in all honesty. Okay. I don't know how you feel, Justin, but I just honestly got thought it was okay. I thought it was a solid spy thriller, but... Was it more of like a... Because I didn't see it yet. But is it like more of a... like a, I hate to put it like this, but like a James Bond type? It's a spy thriller, I know that. It's... Is it like James Bondy, or is it like... Mission Impossibly, like, is it? Did it have, have that spy element to it, or no? Yes, it's okay. mission. I, I would say I would give it the Mission Impossibly distinction. Okay, but I Bond. Okay, uh, that makes sense. Okay, I can see that. Like I guess because I, I haven't seen it yet, because uh, I just have not gotten around to it. For, forgive me for the tons of people listening and watching. <laughs> there is a slap in the face in this movie. You can tell for, me this. I really com- for comic book fans. Um, I'm talking about an Iron Man three level Mandarin, Mandarin, yeah, slap in the face, and it involves the character of Taskmaster. Really? Okay. Yeah. How bad? Um. He is not a trainer of henchmen. Okay. Um, Taskmaster is not a trainer of henchmen. Taskmaster was not born with this ability to copy uh, people's abilities. He um, Taskmaster gets it's a, it's abilities from a chip and 
Taskmaster doesn't want to be a villain. Taskmaster is being forced to be a villain. And yeah. Taskmaster Master is actually the daughter of the main villain. Wait, really? Yeah. What? That's yeah. What Not even named Tony Masters. Dang. Dang, really? Yeah. That's a bummer. They, the only similarity Taskmaster from the movie has with Taskmaster that you and I know is the copying of the abilities. Okay. All right. It's good to know. Because now when I go see it or when I, if I watch it on Disney Plus, whenever it comes out, or, or is it already on Disney Plus, right? Yeah, if you want to shell out 30 bucks. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I mean, if you shell it out, I'll be able to watch it. That, that's a fair They'll point. They'll be able to watch it. Hey, if, if, if we all chip in. You have to pay for it, pal. If, if, we, all, want if we all chip in $10, if you give me 20 bucks, like $10 each, I'll do it. Cook it. Cook it. Cook it. But I'm Bing. See, uh, here's the thing. We actually already watched the movie, and we uh, really don't movie. have any desire to watch it again. Yeah, not really. Like, is it I, is it like a rewatchable? Like, I, like there's certain amount of films like I can watch again. It, it, it's not a movie that I'll that if it's on, I'll say, oh, turn turn the channel. I don't want to watch it. If it's on, I'll watch it. But you're not gonna forcefully watch it. You're not but gonna. Make the conscious I, I, I'm decision. not gonna go out of my way to like the last blockbuster to. The last blockbuster. <laughs> to find this movie. Yeah, for those of you who don't know what what blockbuster is, uh, that was a video. He's a villain from Batman. The from blockbuster. Like, what, the, from like what the nineteen forties? <laughs> yeah, whatever. There's I, one I, I, I heard left this, in the entire is, country. Where is it? And it's in, in yeah. Oregon, right? Or, uh, Oregon. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so, and guys, we're going to the very last blockbuster. The, Buster to watch Black Widow. And you Let's know who, who's joining? Well, yeah. Us, um, one script? last thing regarding Falcon and Winter Soldier. There's now a villain in play called the Power Broker. Okay. It is a character you have met before, and it is a character you would not have thought to be a villain. Do tell. It is a character from the Captain America franchise. Of course. <laughs> it's not Winter Soldier, right? No. No, who is it? I'm trying to think. Before you tell me, I'm trying to think who it is. <laughs> I'm not going to get it. You might. She. No way. Wait, wait. Wait, okay, and now you got me thinking. I'm shutting out the nerdgasm in my brain right now. Are you talking about uh, Carter? Yeah. Oh no. Sharon oh. Carter is now a bad guy. Um, that they fucked up on that one. <laughs> and the heroes still don't know, so don't tell anybody. Wait, of, Sharon of course. Carter, as in Peggy's uh, niece. Peggy's niece. granddaughter. Niece. Niece. Sorry. I'm trying yeah. great niece or something like that. I don't know. Peggy Carter's 
so descendant. <laughs> well, here's so the way it's spelled out is she was like downtrodden so bad after the events of Civil War because she essentially committed treason, went on the lamb, had to live in Madripoor right. of all places. And became, yeah, became an art dealer, became really good at it. But yeah, she remained a fugitive of the U.S. government for all five years. Is it still Emily Van Camp playing it? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, I I wasn't sure if they kept her or not. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Wow. That's a surprise. I'm surprised they made her a bad guy, bad girl, whatever. (laughs) She's. Now on the run from the U.S. government. Well, not anymore. She got a pardon after um, the events of Falcon and Winter Soldier because no one else knows that she's a power broker because she killed the only people who knew. Ouch. Sucks to be them. Yeah. Like, for real. Yeah. Um, oh, so- and, Bu- and Bucky's at peace with his past now. Thank God. It only took three movies. And he might have the hots for Sam's sister. Oh, my God. It's really going a lethal yeah. weapon route. <laughs> Literally, bruh. Um, so, all right. And, so, and, with, and yeah, go I ahead, find what interesting, and I said this in our review about the Winter Soldier, is in the beat of a, uh, about a buck Captain the Winter Soldier, Falcon, whatever it is, at the beginning, they really don't like each other, remember? Yeah. It's... They they play the tropes really well. Like, it's the relationship from Civil War, but continued. And allowed to progress naturally. And what I also did like is, you know, how they portrayed John Walker. And Isaiah Bradley. Wow. And what is good is it does have some social commentary in it, but it doesn't beat you over the head with it. You know what I mean? Well, that, well that's good. It, it oh, doesn't like... The first couple episodes a little bit. But, um... Yeah, I actually think Falcon Winter Soldier is probably my my fate my personal favorite one so far. I'm still partial to Loki. Now, I, I like Loki too. Just so I know, is Disney Plus like because I know it's on Disney Plus. It's like I know they're trying to rival Netflix. Are the are the episodes like 55 minutes long? If I if I remember correctly, it's close 45. to an hour. It ranges from like 45 minutes to an hour. Damn, so it's literally like a Netflix show. Yeah. Like lengthwise, that is. Okay. Yes. I, I wasn't sure. Because like I like I said, I, I saw, I, I was sitting through Winter, uh, not Winter Soldier, uh, WandaVision, and I'm like, this is really long. <laughs> like longer than I would normally be used to. That's why I was like, oh, what the hell? Because I, truth be told, I don't watch Netflix shows. I like I don't. The only shows I watch on Netflix they, are like older shows, like Star Trek. But that's me. They take as much time as they need to get the episode across. 
Gotcha. Okay. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. I was just, so just, just like curious, Netflix. So. <laughs> of course, uh, has the cards, anyone? <laughs> so, um, so before we go any further, what other Marvel uh, Disney Plus shows should we touch on besides WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, which we, we can get to Loki in a sec. You guys mentioned what if we'll get to that in a second, too. Why don't we talk about Loki? Yeah, so Loki is going to have the biggest ramifications on the grander MCU. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the multiverse. Um, The multiverse. Thanos, the events of Infinity War. Um... That was the Battle of Bunker Hill compared to what we're going to see. Okay. Um, history reference for all you out there. Nice. But it's so, like Loki is now what they call a variant. Yes. Yeah, so Loki's a variant. Um, he deviated from the grand timeline so he has so he's alive. He's the 2012 version. Oh, oh, because I'm forgetting about that. Okay, the 2012 version of Loki is still, still alive. alive, but the 2019 Loki is dead. Oh, he, he's dead as a door now. Thank God. Okay, so but this is the 2012 Loki and his mischief. Okay, All yes, right. gotcha. um, making more sense now. Thank you so much. So gets arrested by the Time Variance Authority, the TVA, and is about to be judged to get pruned. Um, He's going to be judged by the... Judge Renslayer. But... Okay. um, Owen Wilson, in his infinite wows them... Um, suggest so you know we could use him. Um, so let me interrogate him, and maybe we can get the the per- the variant that's been causing all of our problems. So he basically shows Loki what his future is going to be like, including his part in uh, Frigga's death in Thor: The Dark World. Um, Interesting. Okay. All the events of Ragnarok. And his death by the hands of Thanos in Infinity War. And it puts his entire life into perspective. So now he's trying to think, okay, what am I going to do now? What am I going to do now? Now he's being charged to help the TVA capture another Loki variant. Okay. They eventually figure out that this Loki is hiding in apocalypses because you can't create Nexus events in apocalypses. Therefore, they can't track her. Okay. Nexus events being events that causes a multiverse to occur. Um, So when a next event occurs, they go to that timeline to prune it. Destroy it, essentially. Gotcha. Okay. They have the power to destroy entire timelines. 
Damn. With just charges. It's it's and it's as like routine as like bomb squad. Okay. It's it's a it's a fucked up concept when you really really think about it. And I'm thinking about it right now. And when we we finally reach, we we meet the new variant. So her name is Sylvie. Okay. She's basically a female Loki. Yes, it's a female Loki who was arrested by the TVA at a very young age. Um, n- never knew her parents, really, and was on the run and has trust issues at the wazoo. Okay. Now, and she tries to infiltrate the TVA. Um, Loki bumbles things, and they both end up on a moon called Lamentus. Now I remember what the place is called. It's Lamentus. All right. Remember that, Lamentus. Bill? Lamentus. You heard it here first. And they start bonding because their ride home is out of juice. Um, so they mm, have to right. figure out what each other's deal is. And it's the person who can't be trusted paired with the person who can't trust. It makes for an interesting dynamic. Um, but one thing that you, you don't really see coming is Loki hatches feelings for Sylvie which how narcissistic do you have to be to fall in love with yourself on that level like seriously you're literally falling in love with yourself that's ridiculous my opinion but 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 Sylvie gives Loki this new mind bomb of information every member of the TVA themselves are variants like they all believe that they were created by these timekeepers these three lizard beings in charge of the sacred timeline keeping order blah 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 okay Okay. Um, remember when they reveal the timekeepers oh we're getting there and they, the TVA find Loki and Sylvie. They arrest them. They interrogate them. They bring them before the the timekeepers. Sylvie attacks them, and we find out that they've been robots. Then wow. Judge Renslayer shows up, prunes Mobius. And prunes Loki. Now, at this point, 
we assume that when you get pruned, you die. Yeah. But it's revealed that you're just taken to a void at the end of time where we meet a bunch of other Loki variants, including classic Loki. You're going to want to start Googling these. Ooh, can I tell them the best one or we're getting to that? Oh, my God. Really? Classic Loki. Yep. Damn. Played by Richard E. Grant. They went all out. No way. For real? For real. Wow. Props to them. Kid Loki. Go to the group image um, down below. That one. Uh, yep. That one. Um, no, not that one. Uh, go up. Sorry, hold on. Sorry, everyone. Here you go. Um, that one. Yes. So insane. From left to right, we have boastful Loki, kid Loki, alligator Loki. And remember, this one goes. We're going after who knows what and. Oh, my God. With an alligator, which I am sad to say, I don't even find all that strange. <laughs> I, don't, I don't find all that strange. That's crazy. Running from who knows what. I can't believe they actually got the actual costumes. That's pretty darn and, cool. And they're running away from this giant lost like smoke monster called Eliath. Okay. So they're hiding out, you know, boastful Loki's saying like, oh, I've killed the Avengers and then I claimed my prize, all six Infinity Stones. And, you know, they're all just bullshitting. Um, apparently, Kid Loki's uh, Nexus event was killing Thor. Um, okay. So Loki's like, you know what? I'm out. He tries to escape, and then President Loki shows up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and this is literally the most evil version of Loki. Um, it's President Loki. Or at least that's how it's supposed to be. Um, he... Convinces boastful Loki to betray them, but then President Loki betrays boastful Loki, but then President Loki's army betrays President Loki, and then Alligator Loki bites off President Loki's hand. And it is hilarious. Damn. This is a, just, 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 just damn. <laughs> me as an old man, Ed. So, so now Sylvie's still back at the TVA. She, she's figuring out that the timekeepers were a bunch of lies. So she's so confused because this was whole, her whole, whole mission to take out the person who basically ruined her life. Um, 
So she wants more answers. Um, and she finds out that Loki's not dead just at the end of time. So she prunes herself. Renslayer's trying to keep order, trying to keep everything hush-hush because she mm-hmm. refuses to believe that any of this was for anything less than the greater good. Because, the greater good. Sorry. Because why else do this? Um, so Sylvie and Loki meet up. Um, they enchant Eliath after classic Loki does an insane power display by conjuring up an illusion of the entirety of Asgard. Wow. In that That's scene. Crazy. Wow. Screaming glorious purpose. purpose. And then gets eaten by Eliath. But it buys Loki and Sylvie enough time to enchant Eliath, and then they're get graded by the one um, the one who remains. Alright. I almost said uh, the one above all, but no, we're not there yet. Who is he? He who remains. Oh, he who remains, yeah. Sorry. It's fine. Um, so he who remains, played by Jonathan Majors. I'm gonna repeat that. He who remains, played by Jonathan Majors. Who what was Jonathan Majors recently cast as? Kane the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror. This is a variant of Kang. Not only that, this is most likely Immortus. Most likely. He was never named Immortus. And he tells Sylvie and Loki, listen, you got two options here. You can kill me or you can go back to TVA and rule it as benevolent rulers. But I'm warning you, if you kill me, a bunch of variants of me are gonna come and try and take over everything. And I am the most benevolent version of myself out there. That's terrifying. <laughs> Let me just create a little bit of humor there. That's terrifying. So after everything Loki and Sylvie went through, Loki's like, you know what? We should think about this. But Sylvie's still like, I'm killing this fucker. And it's like, Sylvie's like, I can't believe I can't trust you. Wow. And it's like you can't you can't trust and I can't be trusted. And huge fight. Sylvie kisses Loki, pushes him through a time portal. 
and kills he who remains and all he says to her is see you soon bruh dies <laughs> and then and then in the end it cuts to loki back at the tva Renslayer's off looking for free will or something like that. Probably he's going to meet up with Kang. Um, Mobius trying to bring back order everything. Mobius does not recognize Loki. It's like, okay, calm down. You're an analyst, right? What's your name? Who are you? Doesn't recognize him. Pans over to where the statues of the timekeepers were. It's not the timekeepers anymore. It's Kang, baby. And Kang is going to be the... Kang's already taking over. He's basically going to be the new Thanos. People forget how powerful he is. Okay. This is going to be interesting. Kang the Conqueror is actually one of my favorite Avengers villains ever. I've never read a story with Kang before. I, if you want, and for those you just, I read a one off, a Captain America one off uh, story with him. That's it. Okay. Just a word of advice. If any of you at home are listening and watching uh, and or watching, there's a great animated TV show that lasted two seasons that had a great run of Kang the Conqueror. If you want to get to know the character of Kang the Conqueror, I highly recommend you watch both seasons. It's like 26 episodes. It's not, not that bad. Of an animated show called The Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. They had a great Kang, they had a great Kang the Conqueror story in that show, how he arrived in the 25th century or whatever, how Captain America destroyed his world and the whole world like erupted and whatever. But like, it's a really... If you want to get to know that, that character before Marvel Studios is anything with him, I highly recommend you check out that animated show. It's two seasons. It's really quick, really brief. It's a great show. I recommend it. And I highly recommend that? that anyone familiar with the character to stay the fuck away from Avengers number 200. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. In the comic books. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. I actually have his first appearance. Over there. <laughs> just saying, but um, that, like, Justin, have you seen that show, the animated show that I'm talking about? I, I've seen episodes of it, but I've never watched any of the Kang episodes because I don't know Kang. When I first watched that that show, I was like, I don't know who this character is. I don't... if if you understand the character and like what he does, how he basically invades the planet, it's crazy. Like it's a really I. His arc in that show is really great. I recommend you guys check it out. It's like what's it called? Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. So Avengers. Yeah, it, it was it was the Avengers show before the Avengers movie came out. Yeah, it, it was and it was a lot better than that. An animated show, Avengers Assemble, it was a lot better than that one. I got to tell you that much. That yeah. that that two season run of Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes was great storytelling and animation. I got to tell you, Marvel Animation Studios did a hell of a job with that show. And it's a shame it only lasted two seasons. I wish they could bring that back mm. in some capacity. It was that good. Um, and it was on Disney XD for those you remember. I would say the same thing about uh, Spectacular Spider-Man. Oh, of course. Those two were great together. Which I um, have not watched. And Wolverine either. and the X-Men. Yep, yep. That, that for Nicktoons, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was Nicktoons. Um, it's funny. Yeah. Those so three much- shows came out around the same time. 
I know, like 2008, 9, 10, yeah. And then the MCU happened and they just like fizzled out. Like, let's ignore all that. And yet it was really good. So just my opinion. But like, before we move on, like I said, if you're listening and watching, whatever, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, watch the episodes with Kang the Conqueror to familiarize yourself with this guy. This guy is like Thanos-level dangerous. And I'm sure when we get to Ant-Man and the Wasp, like three or whatever it's called, and how he's the villain, I we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But like, that's insane that he is the villain in Ant-Man 3. What the hell? He's, <laughs> he's, he's a he's, world destroyer. He's going to be introduced in Ant-Man 3, at least. We don't know if he's going to be the oh, yeah. villain. Or... Right, come out. We'll get to the films in a little bit. But like, you know what? I wonder. I wonder if he's gonna die in Ant-Man three, and then it's just gonna be variants upon variants upon variants of Kang. We see, like every version of Kang is just another. That'd be terrifying. Different Fine. version of Kang. That'd be absolutely terrifying. Eventually, in, in the. Um, Marvel Studios fanfare, every character is going to be replaced with a Kang. You get a Kang. You get a Kang. Everybody gets a Kang. Oh, yeah, too funny. Um, Everyone gets a Kang. But yeah, now, here. now that um, He Who Remains is dead, the multiverse has now came to existence. The multiverse is now right. a thing. Um, because yeah, thank you, Doctor Strange, by the way. <laughs> the whole the whole purpose of the TVA is prevent the multiverse from happening. Well, now yeah. the multiverse happened. So now we have What If, which is telling us tales from the multiverse. Right. And I'm forgetting, I'm just pulling this up for you guys, too, when we get there. But uh, the TV shows, I'll get to that right now. Um, the yeah. Watcher. Yes, the watcher. Who, to the watcher, whatever his name is. Oh my god. Watu. He watches. Watu, uh, not Atu. Sorry, I said it wrong. He watches, um, but never interferes, unless it was, unless it feels like it. Unless unless it's something big like Galactus, then he might interfere a little bit. Hashtag Fantastic Four reboot. The Watcher. Um. Anyways, so when we went to Wind WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Loki. What if? Uh, we went through what if a little bit, and then we started talking about what's, what did we say? Uh, Loki, then Kang the Conqueror. Uh, you started watching what if, correct? Yes. Okay. So so far, it just seems like a uh, an anthology so far. Makes the first sense. episode was what if Captain Carter was the first Avenger. Um, and this one, it was. I'll be honest, it was more of. A gender swap than anything else. Most of the beats pretty much played out the same way. Um, Steve becomes a variation of Iron Man. Okay. Um, known as the um, the comic comic smasher, I think. All right. Or Hydra Smasher, or some one of the two. Isn't like the late Chadwick Boseman. He's gonna be in the next one. 
because he recorded all this before he passed away, right? Mm-hmm. Right. The first one is based mm-hmm. on Captain Carter. Now, there is one big Hydra Stomper. That's what it was. Now, the changes that this happens is because Peggy was a woman, she wasn't put on the USO tour. Therefore, she was able to go onto the field earlier than Steve ever could. So she was able to retrieve the test rack from Hydra at first. Um, And Howard Stark used that to create what's essentially an Iron Man costume for Steve. The train sequence happens. A lot of the show pretty much happens as you remember it, but the train sequence happens. Instead of Bucky um, almost dying, it's Steve getting caught in an explosion, getting captured by Hydra. The Tesseract gets recaptured by them, but instead of creating weapons with them, they summon this Cthulhu-like interdimensional creature. Hey, Justin, when I think of Cthulhu, you know what I think of? But people love Cthulhu! It's Cthulhu! But people love Cthulhu! Anyways. It doesn't matter how many people love Cthulhu. It doesn't fit into the story. Fair enough. Okay, go on. So I'm sorry. So I, I gotta ask Justin, like, what was because you, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if Bill said he saw it or not. But Justin, what's your overall impression of What If so far? I mean, it's just one episode. What do you think? I mean, I love the animation of it. It looks they use the cell shading, so it looks so much like a comic book. It's all right. That's good. Um, we are missing a couple of voices, like um, no Chris Evans in this. Um, no, uh, yeah, no, Chris. I'm not gonna. Well, the cast is right here in this one. Chris Evans is the only one we're missing, but no, RDJ RDJ is not gonna be in it, right? But we do have Dominic Cooper as Howard Stark, he returns as Howard Stark from the Captain America movies. Um, Sebastian stands back as Bucky. Yep, Sebastian Stan was Bucky. Samuel L. Jackson's back as Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. Nick Fury, good for him. Jeremy Renner is back as Hawkeye. That's cool. Dum Dum Dugan, I like that character line, actually. Nice. All right. So overall, like the animation is cool. The show is cool. Like, would you recommend it to people who haven't like let's say, let's say you're someone like not like me, but like someone who's like brand new, like, hey, I just got Disney Plus. And I see that Marvel just announced a ton of different shows on there. For, so, uh, they just put up like, like, would you recommend what if? I'll put it this way. When okay. I first started getting into comics, my first comic was what if Peter Parker destroyed Spider-Man? Ooh. I have. That's actually really good. 
But I actually have I, I have a what if comic book of um because my favorite MCU character or not MCU my favorite Marvel character is Daredevil, mm-hmm. and I love him to death. I really do. But when they said what if Marvel what if Daredevil was an agent agent of Shield. I love I love when they did that back in the day. They gave all these different scenarios of like certain characters of like, oh well, you know, like this this character. Like, imagine if like Steve Rogers worked for Hydra, or, or imagine if what if uh, Tony Stark never became Iron Man? What would he do? You know, it's, it's actually very fascinating to me. And the fact that they're doing this makes me a little more interested in what they're going to do moving forward with other episodes too. But I I definitely agree with what you're saying though. I you know. I definitely recommend this to anyone where the concept alone piques their interest because the possibilities are literally endless. Um, They're going to be doing Marvel zombies in this. Um, I was just about to ask that. Like, what the hell? Marvel zombies? Like, like, I have read the Marvel zombies storyline. I think it's actually a very unique story for Marvel. But like, do we need to see Marvel zombies in an animated form or any capacity in MCU? Do we need to see it? Do we need to? No. Would it be dope as fuck? Yeah. Yes. It would. It would be. It would be pretty cool. You have to admit. But like, is it like? I don't. I. I. I just don't know if there's like a, a demand or like a, a throwing at the mouth of like, oh, we need to see Captain America as a zombie. Like, you know. You know what I mean? Like that's. I mean, that's me personally. Well, I'm, the, I'm, I'm the pessimistic also one. Also, kind of the beauty of what if, because this makes for a perfect testing ground for what audiences want to see. Who yeah. knows? Something I mean, like, that tests well in the show might make it to live action one day. I, I'm gonna throw the wrench in the machine and say I don't think it's gonna happen because Kevin Feige came out at one point. This is before phase three was announced. He said this. Someone asked him, said, hey, would you would you ever make a Marvel zombies movie? And he said and he said, and I quote, I remember this clear as day. Tenth grade. Do you want to draw Captain America with his brains out of his head with your five year old? Probably not. In chalk like, on a sidewalk. Do you really want to do that? No, I don't think Disney would allow that. Number one, as far as live action animated. Sure. But live action is Marvel zombies. First of all, it would have to be rated R because it'd be blood everywhere. Okay, fine. But and is I'm not, well, I'm not saying that saying? No, like, Mar- they're know, necessarily going to do me. Marvel zombies in live action. But, you know, something like Captain Carter right, right. or. Um, oh, wait, no, I, like, I animated. I have no problem with it. But I think like live action just is not, like makes sense to me. That's me personally. I think like, that would make sense. Imagine like Loki coming out and like starting biting off Captain America's head. Like that's as of reverse welcome to the chat. We're thinking pointing that out. This is the the Marvel Cinematic Universe multiverse, you know? Like eventually oh, that's, that's true. I'll give you that. Eventually, there's going to be a secret war. It's an inevitability. And when that happens, I would love to see some of these characters. Oh, for sure. I mean, anything's possible at this point, you know? Anything Uh is. 
I can't wait. I mean, to anything, watch the anything at all. Of what if? Yeah. What's that, Bill? Uh, I can't wait to watch the first episode of What If. <coughs> so he never interferes, Justin, but he might occasionally. You know, when when it fits his mood, when the universe is at stake, yada, yada, yada. You know what? I feel like interfering today. So, yeah, so all of this is a setup for phase four or? Uh, yeah, and all, all of the Disney Plus shows that we're mentioning are part of phase four. They already are. They're, they confirmed that a little, a little while ago. Did you say this? Show yeah, this is all phase policy? four. Now, the reason why I was like going over like these shows is kind of like giving us status of where we are and what we have to look forward to. Like, we have Kang the Conqueror in place. We have Scarlet Witch with the Darkhold looking for her lost kids. You have Falcon as Captain America. You have Fontaine recruiting a Dark Avengers. And now you have a multiverse. Oh, and also you have uh, Yelena possibly wanting vengeance against Hawkeye for causing the death of Natasha. So you think that's going to be the um, setup for uh, Hawkeye? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. This is incorrect. Uh, Miss Marvel got postponed to 2022 as far as I know. The Miss Marvel show? No, I think it's still 2021. Is it though? I, I could have sworn I read somewhere online that like that, this, this is Wikipedia, sense, but Hawkeye, I wasn't. Sure. Unless they're doing both simultaneously, Hawkeye is, you know. They haven't announced anything contrary, so. Now, We've already discussed Miss Marvel in the past. Um, that's just a show that we're going to have to wait and see about because that's yeah. not property we any of us really have any expertise in. Moon Knight is going to be bonkers. Oh, I can't wait. I'm excited for that. And I haven't even seen like I'm excited for that one though. I got to say that. With Oscar Isaac, too. Yeah. Any comments for the remainder of the Marvel shows, anyone? Just before, we, if we want to move on to films now, we can. It's up to you. Um, can't wait to see what Marvel has next. And what if Hawkeye and Miss Marvel have a team up? With the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> but oh, I'm uh, Bing. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good pun. See what I did there? Um, I'm out of all of these, I'm gonna tell you right up front. I'm most excited, probably for Armor Wars, because I'm a big Iron Man guy, but because mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what happens with Tony Stark's um technology 
in other hands. And I know that Don Cheadle is supposed to reprise his role as War Machine for that, as far as I know. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but you know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, yeah. I wonder if they're going to bring back uh, Justin Hammer for that. You know, that would be something. If they brought back Justin Hammer, uh, the same actor, I forget the actor who played him in uh, Iron Man 2, but that, that'd be pretty cool. Um, just want a quick quick side note in the chat board. As of Earth in the chat board says, I heard that they are, there's a rumor that they're changing Miss Marvel's power. Like, isn't she having elastic powers too? Or is that wrong? That Miss Marvel has the embiggening powers. Um, okay. The Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. She has embiggening powers, stretchy powers. Right. It's kind of like Mr. Fantastic, but there's slight variations, differences to it. Yeah. Um, one thing I just want to point out to you guys, too. I'm, let me cut you off. I'll go back to you in a sec. The She-Hulk show has my attention for two reasons. One, I hope for. One, I know that's happening. Um, as far as we know, Mark Ruffalo is returning for the She-Hulk show, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm At first, when they first announced it, I was like, really? Have you heard the name She-Hulk? It's a little cheesy. But so is... So is like something like, you know, the Winter Soldier. You know what I mean? Like, but like this, it caught there's, my attention. There's not nothing you can do about it. The the character I know, exists. It's, <laughs> it's just it's, it's just the character's name. But hear me out for this. Oh, they are bringing him back. I was gonna say because listen, a lot of people I forget. See, I see Tim Roth. Tim Roth is supposed to be back. As abomination, let's not forget it. Isn't he supposed to be in the Shang Chi movie though? As what? As abomination. Abomination. I might be wrong, but I I, because hear me out. Allow me to go from a tangent for like a a one minute tangent. All right. No. The Incredible Hulk film. Bill and I talked about this when films that deserve a sequel. Mixed bag show. Uh, We think I thought the Incredible Hulk deserves a sequel. I mean, that's whole another conversation for another time, but. The the in that Incredible Hulk film, which is a part of the MCU, mm-hmm. which I really like a lot, mm-hmm. they did not keyword not kill Abomination. They left. No, they, the, they just threw him in prison. Probably on the raft. I don't know. Like he's probably in the middle of like South America somewhere. Like who knows? But I am fascinated that they I because they like that I like that Hulk film a lot. But I, and apparently he says. While Tim Roth reprises his role as Emil Blunsky slash Abomination from The Incredible Hulk. That is, as far as we know, correct. And Bruce Banner will be back. Mark Orff will be back as Bruce Banner. That's exciting to me. Um, but I just want to get your guys' opinion on that. Like, what do you guys think about like uh, that first Hulk film and the Abomination returning for this? And as Murph just pointed out, yeah, the Abomination showed up in the Shang-Chi trailer to fight Wong. I think Hulk really got nerfed in the MCU because he has a quite a few interesting baddies and what they're doing in the comics right now is really, really, really interesting. And honestly, that kind of stuff, I, Oh my God. Have you read the mortal Hulk? It's insane. Mortal. No, I haven't. Immortal. Hulk is. It's it's absolutely insane. 
Interesting. Okay. It's a horror. Um, so it's a horror, really? Oh my god, yeah. Oh wow. I gotta check it out. Um, what was I gonna say? So um, but she hulk has my attention because of Tim Roth returning, and Asim Verth in the chat board just confirmed that uh thanks so much, Asim. For yeah, Abomination showed up in the Shang-Chi trailer to fight Wong. There's his confirmation for that. He's fact fact Yeah, so I, I, I thought as much. It's exciting. So so he's gonna be in Shang-Chi and he's going to be in and um he's gonna be in Hulk, the She-Hulk show too. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. That's me though. And also, I, we're I getting a fourth Captain America movie. Oh, Chris Evans is not returning. I'm telling you right now. Is he though? No, I mean that's no, my. I, I think it's with. Uh, I hope not. I hope not. I think it's going to be Anthony Mackie. Because I, I know Bill is a big advocate of how they ended his story in Captain in the Avengers Endgame. Oh, I agree. I will say it again. Do not bring him back. He's a great actor. Unless it's Secret Wars. Okay, that's, that's a different story. That is by but, one asterisk. But other than that, don't bring him back. His story ended perfectly. Truth. All right. All right. My mind just got a mind. explanation. When we did yeah. top 10 movie endings, Avengers Endgame was my number one movie ending. Oh my God. So, as of Earth of the chat board just brought something to our attention, and I have to say this before we go on to films or anything like that, uh, Armor Wars is yet to come out. But here he says, he says, now what if, hear me out, we get John Bernthal back as Punisher in Armor Wars? Hmm. Liddy, Niss to the max. Just saying, everyone, just saying. Hey, before we move on to films, What's up, Justin? I want to ask. Um, have, have this has really nothing to do with Marvel Studios, but are there talks for like continuing like Daredevil, Jessica Jones? I hope so. I've heard no rumors either which way. I think everyone's just keeping uh, anything's possible, never say never attitude. Let's bring in humans back as a movie. That'd be really cool. I'm just putting it out there. I love those characters so much. Just saying. Um, which I would hope they originally had that in mind. We're like, no, let's put it on ABC instead. Like, dumb idea. Just saying. Dumb idea. They should re- redo that property. Put Vin Diesel as Black Bull. Jeff you know, Loeb, I don't even know. You know what I mean? Scott Buck fucked it up. They fucked it up. Amen. <laughs> now. Hear me out too, and I got a challenge for anyone who's watching or listening live as well. Whoever wants to think about this, think about this in your own. You you brought up the Daredevil show. You know me; I'm a big Daredevil guy. I love that character so much. I follow the Men Without Fear on Instagram. It's a great website from Canada. I recommend it. Check it out. Uh, great Daredevil goodness, fantastic Instagram account. Hear me out. The three characters that have the most unlike you would not like the common people would not really think would go together have really a lot of history in the comic books between Spider-Man, Daredevil, and Punisher. They have a lot of history together. A lot of history. That's like the first appearance of Punisher was in a Spider-Man comic book. Mm-hmm. Correct? You know? 
correct? What are the odds? I mean, I don't think they're high, but what I mean, and at this point, we're making we're getting a She-Hulk show and a Secret Invasion show and a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Anything's possible at this point. Let's, but let's just say hypothetically that we get Charlie Cox's Daredevil, John Bernthal's Punisher, and Spider-Man, Tom Holland, in some capacity, maybe as like a Disney Plus special. Maybe a, awesome. like, that would be sick. What is the likelihood of those three characters coming together? Probably not that high, in my opinion. The closest you're ever going to get is the Thomas Jane cameo in Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. I just, I'm, I just, I wish those three characters would be put together to some capacity. Like, that'd be so cool. Think it about would that. Be. Like, and, honestly, um, yeah. We're probably going to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I had picture this as a trailer. We all know how Spider-Man Far From Home ended. We have Peter Parker in a law office talking to someone. We don't know who it is. This is, would be the perfect trailer. And they go, and, listen, can you help me, Mr. Murdoch? Turns out it's Matt Murdoch. Hey, anything, anything's possible. I possible talk of them saying. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, we can hope, but. We'll get to that know. when we get to No Way Home. Um, but anyway. Um, uh, but I just want to say, I think No Way Home is going to leave a lot of doors, close a lot of doors and open a lot of doors to MCU as well. I mean, let's not get around with that. So. Okay. Yeah, so, let's see what happens there. So what do we start with? Um, so speaking of No Way Home, let's jump over. So that was on the Marvel TV shows. So let's jump over to films. So yes. let's. So far, we've had. Uh, I can't even look. Uh, where is it? We had Black Widow come out again. I have not seen it. We need to get on it. Have, we've talked about it a little bit already. So there, we can probably we can probably skip over it though. So like I said, all that really brought to the story is. Okay, we get a little more backstory of Natasha's past. But it's kind of pointless at this point. Yelena might replace um, Natasha as the Black Widow, but now uh, Contessa de Fontaine is guiding her towards Hawkeye for revenge. Mm hmm for a death. So right. not much to it, but yeah. I mean it was I feel like Black Widow, man. I feel like they could have like, they could have done this in like MC phase MC phase three. Or maybe not this, you know, this would have been a perfect movie to come out after Civil War. Exactly. But like that was twenty sixteen. So whatever. Yeah, this would have been it would have been like what happened after Civil War. Yeah. So whatever. I, I haven't seen it though. I fair fair enough. I haven't seen it, but they the, the two gentlemen with tonight have seen it. So I just want to let you guys know. Yeah, um, it's just, like I said, yeah. I thought it was okay. I don't I wouldn't put it as one of Marvel's best. Yeah. Where would you rank it? Like top ten or top twenty? Probably twenty. Okay, all right. It was it was good. Yeah, it it's great. in the t- 
It's in the 20. It's not in the 10. All right. Yeah, I, it wasn't bad. It yeah, just, so I wouldn't put it up there. Okay, so this one actually comes out in a few weeks. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I'm yeah. very curious to see this. I still don't know what's going on in this movie, which is kind of a good thing, but it just means I'm going in blind. So, and to me, that's always exciting. Yeah, they didn't really show, like, I've seen maybe one trailer, but they didn't really show much. All I know is the Mandarin's in it. The real Mandarin. And hope and you're gonna be actually happy when they show the real Mandarin. Cause I remember when we saw Iron Man 3 together, you were like ready to throw shit at the screen. I do like, think it's an interesting portrayal of the ten rings though, that they're around the arm and not on the fingers. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm curious. I mean, I this is like when they, when they first said they're fast tracking a Shang-Chi movie, I was like, all right, what the hell? <laughs> like, let's be real. But but then I thought honest, more about it. I said, you know what? I didn't even know what no Shang-Chi heard of this. Which I'd never heard of Shang-Chi. I hadn't either. Yeah, I, I haven't heard him until, until they announced the character. Like, what the hell? So I mean Marvel's pretty good at that. Let's be honest. Like, look what Guardians of the Galaxy. Made. Anybody? Exactly. Like everybody was saying, like, oh, they made, I remember yeah. when that movie was coming out. You told me, Justin, and I quote: "This movie succeeds. Marvel can print their own money." Essentially. I mean, hey, like they—if they can make a talking tree and a, and a, and a raccoon work, hey. So it worked. They got it out before Warner Brothers ever got out a Wonder Woman movie. Yes, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so, and if I'm not mistaken, so is that it for Shang-Chi? Yeah, they really don't have much. I, I'm curious about it. Like, I'm, I'm fascinated to see it, but I you have my attention because it's a Marvel Studios film, but I'm like, damn, you know? Yeah, I'm curious. I I will definitely have my ticket ready. I mean, I I hope that they tie it back into some some I mean, the Mandarin's in it. That's a that's a connection to Iron Man. But like, how, how big of a connection do you think we'll see to the other MCU characters? Yeah. Next I mean, up, how, how how rough of a connection are we looking at? Are we looking at like, oh, they're gonna make. They're going to have like, because the Mandarin, and that's not, 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 not the, a lot of people called Iron Man 3 Tony Stark 3 because number one, he was not really Iron Man, which I liked it, but like, you know, that's me. And the Mandarin was a bait and switch, and a lot of people did not like that. But now we're going to see the real Mandarin. Mm-hmm. And that seems very interesting to me. But let's let's see where it goes from there. You know what I mean? I mean, I, you have my attention. It's Marvel Studios. I'm just going to wait and see it. So that's me. I, um, I wonder if they get Ben Kingsley for the movie. That would be hysterical. The opening scene 
Ben Kingsley just like drunkenly fumbling through the halls and it's it's yeah. him right before his execution and he he's just lost on what's going on until um, yeah so yeah I, I Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings it sounds like a crazy psychedelic crazy thing but let's see where it goes. Uh, shout out to Joe Wiley. He's in the chat board. Welcome. Joe Wiley, what's up, buddy? How are we doing? Um, Eternals. Eternals. I've, I have heard. I got to tell you right up front. I've, I've been following some movie news a little bit more closely than before. This movie. I have heard from certain people who have seen like, and that are associated with Marvel Studios and Marvel Entertainment, whatever. They've said that this is one of the best films that they've made. Now, listen, take that with a grain of salt for a sec. Oh, oh, like, oh, we made Iron Man. We made the Avengers. We made okay. Captain America. Like, look, look, look. Here, before, before you I, I think I know where you're heading with this. On a, you're saying that this me. is one of the better crafted films. Yes. Okay. Look, hear me out. Like, but they, I, I heard from somewhere associated with Marvel. Like they said that this is the best one that, that they they believe that they put out. And look, they put out some damn good quality content. Yeah, first yes. Avengers is one of my favorite films of all time. Avengers but Endgame. Ninety percent of them are popcorn movies. Of course, yeah, of course. But like this, the, you can make an argument for Winter Soldier how like how action packed that was. That's me. Personally. Like I said, ninety percent. Um, damn you. Anyways, <laughs> so I've heard a lot. I've heard that this movie is astonishing, though. That's the words I've heard was astonishing for Eternals. That, but let's see where it goes. Let's see what happens, and I'm curious to see what they do with this property, which no one's ever heard of. But I've heard, yeah, uh, they, they, said to me, <laughs> they said that like Chloe Zhao has done a great job. Let's see what happens. Anyways, guys, what do you think? I mean, Chloe Zhao, she's a phenomenal yeah. filmmaker. I mean, we just had uh, Nomadland come out. I haven't seen the movie, but it's. Set- from what I heard, it's incredible. Um, I heard more mixed things about it. Who did they get for the cinematography for this film? Uh, the person who did it? Uh, ben Davis. Ben Davis. He's, he did. That guy. Ben he Davis. shot. He shot Guardians of the Galaxy, The Avengers, Age of Ultron, Doctor Strange, and Kick-Ass, and Hannibal Rising. Let's see where he goes. Because there's something about the look of this movie that's just... Astonishing. Astonishing. I mean, look at this one poster. I mean, those who are listening, those who are listening to us as a, as a podcast, you're not going to see it, but um, that's this is definitely something crazy. Look at that. That is amazing. Yeah, hold on. Anyways, I mean, but, I, I I hope that this is something special. I I really hope that this is. I. I mean, listen, the trailer was pretty right that's pretty much all i could say about the trailer though um 
Yeah. I still think it'll be a good movie. It. I'm still going to see it opening day. Yeah. I just don't know. Uh, yeah. What What the hell this is. I don't know either. It could suck, too. Let's not get. Oh, let's not be the We're holding it Kevin Feige accountable. But Marvel can afford a bomb at this point. Like we thought, Guardians of the Galaxy was going to bomb. Look at that. We thought that Iron Man was going to flop. Look what happened. They thought literally like, oh, let's because Iron Man at the time was a B level superhero. Now they made him like this giant thing, you know. So, yeah. Um. But yeah, Eternals excited for it. Can't wait to see it. Hopefully, it's visually amazing. Um. Spider-Man, no way home. Oh, I'm super psyched for this one. But, yeah, like I said, I was, it doesn't look like, what's his face? Um, Doesn't look like Charlie Cox is going to be in this one as Matt Murdock. That was a rumor. Sorry, Looks like it ain't going to happen. Sorry, Bill. Damn it. I already had my Bill was right shirt ready. Well, hey, yeah. Um, I mean, can I just chime in for Bill's comment Bill, for a second? This movie looks stuffed like a Literally. turkey dinner. I don't think you I could think. get any more jam packed. How the I, hell? It doesn't make sense. Like Jamie Foxx and Alfred Molina are returning. I still say it's going to be a multiversal sinister sex. Yeah, they say it's going to tie into Doctor Strange multiverse of madness. Yeah. Is and 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 look, they have denied it since day one. Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire have denied it since day one, but I denied think what? that they are I think they're in it. They're going to be in the movie. I'm telling you, it's going to be a multiversal sinister sex. If you're right, I'm going to flip. <laughs> I'm look, if Justin, if Justin is right on this, I'm here letting you guys know right now. If Justin, if right I'm this, right, I get all the bragging rights. Okay, what is he going to be right about? That the yeah. the main villain of Spider-Man: No Way Home is going to be a multiversal sinister sex. You think so? That is my prediction. Oh boy. And you're calling this right now. I am calling it right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean they they did cast Jamie Foxx and Alfred Molino, and they are in it, so I don't know what to tell you. I mean, literally, this he he rip off our own show. This is a mixed bag. (laughs) We don't even know what's gonna happen. Yeah, but you know what? Like, here's the thing. Um, unless there's a contract renewal, this may be Tom Holland's last one. Yeah, that's true. He was he was pretty good, though. You got to admit. Unless they, but who knows? Like, I have a feeling, I don't know what you feel, Justin, but I have a feeling that they might renew his contract. Kill off Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't think Tom Holland's going anywhere anytime soon. Because the terms of his contract are that... Be it with Sony or with Marvel, he doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to leave the role. He loves the role. 
Um, yeah, I think he will do whatever he needs to keep playing this character. Yeah, because the terms of his contract where he has to do three solo movies and three ensemble movies and the three ensemble movies. Oh, were... he'll he'll renew a contract, but that contract's probably going to be with Sony. Yeah, because let's not forget Marvel doesn't own Spider-Man. Sony owns Spider-Man still. And you know what? This is actually, I think this is like the second time, fun fact, that Spider-Man and the love interests are dated in real life. Because I don't know, if, I think a friend of mine told me that Tom Holland and Zendaya are a thing. Here. Yeah, they're they're dating right now. That's um, that's actually pretty funny. Well, because back in the um, Amazing Spider-Man 2, um, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone were dating at the time. Hmm. This is Ben. Find the box with Bill. Find the box with Bill. Um, love to see it. Anyway, um, yeah. So it looks like all the Spider Mans are coming back. Let's see. We will see what happens with Spider Man No Way Home come theaters in December seventeenth. I know what I'm doing that day. Nobody bother me. I'll go with you, bud. All right. Uh, okay, but just make sure no one's looking first. What do you mean no one's looking first? <laughs> I don't get it. That was oh, big. okay. I think I just got it. <laughs> that was so bad. All right. Anyways, Dr. Doc- Strange in the Multiverse of Madness in 2022. March of 2022. Okay, I'm excited for this because Sam Raimi. I'm excited for this because Dr. Strange. Danny Elfman's doing the music? Yes, please. Danny Elfman? Oh, heck yeah. Danny Elfman's great. Oh, I love him. One of my favorites. Batman. (laughs) And Spider-Man. And Spider-Man, yeah. Of course. You can't deny the original score of the original Spider-Man films. It was that good. Now, it's wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I thought Christine Palmer wasn't in the going to be in this. Christine Palmer. Rachel McAdams' I... character. Oh, 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 oh. I wasn't sure. Um, Look at the footnote. I mean, I guess she is. Huh. I guess. Hmm. Interesting. It looks, and the premise sounds good too. After Avengers Endgame, WandaVision, and Loki, Doctor Strange continues his research on the Time Stone, hindered by a friend turned enemy, resulting in Strange unleashing unspeakable evil. 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 Oh, shout out right there. Um, this I'm excited for this. And I know that a bunch of other people are excited for this too. Uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. This is gonna be awesome. The title alone is just amazing. The title alone is great. Well, let's see how they do it. And I'm 
I'm a little upset that uh, what's his face? Scott Derrickson is not returning because he I thought he did a great job with the first one. And he, he's a Sam Raimi. But Sam Raimi coming in Evil Dead, Spider-Man one, two and somewhat of three. Come on. Let's somewhat of three. Listen, uh, there were editing tricks in that movie that were quintessential Raimi. Yeah. Oz, the great and powerful. Still a good, a good movie. I haven't seen it. Oh, sorry. Anyways, anyways. Anyways, who all right on a scale of one to ten, are we all excited for Doc Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Ten being let's go right now. That's a ten. That is a that is a ten. Ten. I'll give it a nine point five. I'm kidding. We're going to ten. Wow. I'm, I'm kidding. This is gonna be bringing back from WandaVision because WandaVision was sort of like the Yeah. Um, can I be completely honest with you? Sure. I was not expecting to have a Thor four. Thor Love and Thunder comes out in 2022 as well. I'm, you know what? I'm excited, though. In 2016, I would have thought that Thor 3 was going to be the last one. But after watching Ragnarok, there was no way he wasn't going to do a second one. No, it no. was just too much fun. Thor, <laughs> that, that fight with the, between the Hulk and Thor were classic. And I'm, I can't say I'm so happy that they brought in elements of Planet Hulk into Thor Ragnarok. That was really great on their part. I, I was like, what? They're putting the Hulk in Thor 4? Thor, Thor 3? What? What's going on? And then sure enough, it worked. Thank you. Don't, don't, don't ever doubt the mouse, except for Star Wars. <laughs> uh, this looks exciting, though. I'm very excited to see. And the Guardians of the Galaxy are going to be in it. Dude, let's go. So exciting. Um, Wait, Jeff Goldblum's coming back? Jeff Goldblum, where, where do you see that? Um, yeah, he's going to be the Grandmaster. Sweet. He's going to be on the uh, on the planet that they were on. Um, of course, Sean Gunn. So the Guardians, Karen Gillian, Nebula, Drax, Mantis. Like, so Jamie Alexander is Sif, and she's going to be returning. Mm-hmm. As We saw her briefly in yeah. Loki. Okay, so she, I'm glad she's got, she was a great addition to the Thor franchise. I gotta tell her, I gotta tell you, she was great. Um, I really do. And <laughs> Christian Bale as, as Gore the God Butcher. <laughs> we're we're gonna. I I can't believe Gore? they're gonna introduce the Necrosword. Dude, Gore versus that Thor. Let's be real. Gore God Butcher. Oh my God, it's crazy. And so wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, what are we holding Matt on? Matt Damon, mm-hmm. Sam Neill, yeah, and are gonna be in, are gonna be are gonna be be as guardian actors. That's, what the hell? Yeah, from the from Ragnarok. I, I'm I'm thinking back to it now. I'm, they had a lot of great actors in that movie too. I forget did you that. really forget the scene? I really did. I, 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 I oh was, my god, that I was one of the funniest. I know. I I know. Don't kill me but yes i remember those hear me out anyways those were amazing thor ragnarok was a surprise too i didn't, I didn't ex- expect it to be that like that good but it was that good uh yeah i'm excited for thor love and thunder and obviously they've changed uh what's her face um uh natalie portman's returning as uh uh jane excited to see that um yeah so and the guardians will be in the film as well which is great i am groot can't wait uh, Black Panther Wakanda forever. 
Oof. Uh, Our, tough may one. I, may I say Chad was close and then maybe rest in peace. So with this one, it's becoming more and more I want to say clear or apparent that the villain is going to be Namor. The Submariner? Mm-hmm. No. Are you serious? I mean, if you look into the comics, yeah, there is a history of war between um, the Wakandans and the Atlanteans, so it would make sense. It would. Right. Um, there was that throwaway, throwaway line in Endgame um, involving the underwater earthquakes uh-huh, uh-huh. in Wakanda where Koye is just like Natasha they're underwater we handle <laughs> it by not handling it yep crazy I mean hey I'm just letting you know if and let's not forget, Marvel did not have the rights to name more for a number of years. And then it just because Universal never made a movie, they just the rights were converted back to Marvel. So that being said, seeing Namor on screen, dude, yeah, like, that's crazy. And also, I just want to point this out to everyone Black Panther Wakanda Forever is going to be the 30th Marvel film in the MCU. Legit so insane. We already made 32 films. Wow. Like the by next year they'll have made thirty movies in this one franchise. What are literally they insane? But you know what? I have to say this: How are they going to do this? I, at this point, it's... I think in Foggy we trust. In Coogler we trust. In Coogler, yes, him especially. Yes. We trust because what are you going to do without you know some Chadwick Boseman? Yeah, he rest in eternal peace. But um. I know that you guys might have mixed feelings about this, but I'm actually excited for the next Captain Marvel, uh, the Marvels. Uh, I know that I know. That, I, I figured um, that would happen. Because listen, Captain Marvel was one of mixed. my mixed. I yeah, I I like Captain Marvel I, quite a bit. I would think it was one of Marvel's weaker ones. All right, we're entitled to our opinions, just like I am and you. It's are. my least favorite Phase Three movie, but. I still thought it was solid enough. Okay. With that said, I enjoyed Monica Rambeau in WandaVision. And I know that this is... I guess it's going to be like a team-up of the three Marvels. Uh, yeah. Okay, they so got- we're going to have Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, and then Monica Rambeau, who was once a Captain Marvel. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm I'm excited. I like the Cree elements that they put in the movie. Personally, I like that. I like those elements they had. I thought it was really good. Personally, um, I know Bill Bill disagrees with me on that, but yeah, personally. I just out of the films, I this was one of my weaker ones. I I, I will say though, I'm excited for it. Though. It's to me, it was like it was it was just a fun, slightly goofy movie, but I I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, was it my favorite movie of that year? No. But was it? A, what did I enjoy? Have, have a good time at the theater? Yeah, I did. Um, I know that Justin's got mixed feelings on it as well. But I, I'm excited for it, though. 
We'll keep looking. I will it. give it a benefit of the doubt. And yes. you know what? I think part of the reason why the first moot one didn't strike the right chord with me was direction. Nia DaCosta is a much better director, I yeah. hope, than and the directors that we had for the first one. So hopefully, the first show, the first show had two directors, anyways. Let's yes. So, um, well, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. That's true. If any war and Endgame had two directors, right? But they're like they're eh, the Russo brothers. This was two separate people, though. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, and then we're. we're after 2022, we go to Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Quantumania. And that, this, this is going to be our first look at Kang. Kang. Kang the, the proper Kang. But like like I said, Kang the Conqueror. Plot or, you, or is he going to be like a mid or end credit scene? I think he might I'll be part of it. See. I mean, well, then time will tell. We got two years to look. Like I said, I mean, when Josh Brolin was casted as Thanos, he was casted in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. So he was he was in the Gar- G- the GOTG film, yeah. Um, I have to tell you, um, like I said, I don't know if Kang the Conqueror he he is casting it. Look, but I mean, I'm excited though, like. Four, I mean, it's Ant Man three. I, I, to be honest, even though it opened kind of low for like most people at the time, uh, Ant Man one was a lot of fun. Like I the, liked it. I liked it a lot. The second one, the villain was very weak. The ghost villain in Ant Man two was like not good. <laughs> Come on, what? I actually like. I actually like Ant Man and the Wasp better than Ant Man. Really? I got to. I got. I got the, the one. I was laughing myself sick in Ant-Man 1 because there's one scene, I, I, as long as I live, I'll never forget it. I'm in the theater, and the whole audience erupts to laughter when the, he enlarges that Thomas the Tank Engine toy train. That was hysterical. I still laugh at that like, sometimes today. And just goes through the house. That was pretty funny. But, um, I mean, Ant-Man the last one, I liked it too. It did set up, but like, that's the thing, though. You say that, like, oh, yeah, the, oh Kang the Conquerors in Ant-Man 3. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. They said, oh, Ant-Man and the Lost will, sweat, will set up Avengers Infinity War. The film did not set up Avengers Infinity War. The end credit scene set up Avengers Infinity War. Thor Ragnarok. Thor, Thor Ragnarok set up Endgame. Yeah. So, yes. Like, but in the end credits, though, the film, the, the very end of the film, yes. But like the, the end credits especially. So when, when they say, oh, Kang the Conqueror is going to be in it, who is a literally a, an Avengers-level assassin-killing machine villain who will do anything in his power to uh, annihilate anything, and you have Ant-Man go against him? Like, I don't, I, I, my mind, that doesn't work. But that, that's me. But like, I think it well, might be like an end-credit scene or a mid-credit scene. Or, that's what I'm saying. Or maybe we're I'm finally okay. taking the theory of Ant-Man going up Thanos' ass and applying it to Kang. Preach, Justin. Preach. Well, because here's the thing, though. I think they might, because because don't forget, like, yeah, they kept hinting at Thanos for a while, but they didn't show him until Guardians of the Galaxy One. Until Guardians of the Galaxy One. So they might, they, and that was like in like a mid-credit scene, or they might do that here too. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, I, I, mean, still, I still think it's going to be just variance upon variance upon variance of upon variance. And right. like, yeah, we might get one Kang in this movie and another Kang in another movie. And then eventually in the giant crossover movie, whatever it's going to be, be it an Avengers movie or what have you, it's just going to be an army of Kangs. Yeah. It is going to be an army of Kangs. Yeah. That, oh my God. That's going to be sick. I, 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 I want to see that CJ masterpiece. Anyways, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Ant-Man 3, any other concluding thoughts before we move on to the next film? Is it evident I want to work as a writer for Marvel Studios yet? Do it! Do it! Good luck! <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. This comes as no surprise. James Gunn's back. I mean, of course we all want this movie. We've been waiting years for this movie. It's supposed to be out already. I mean, and 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 the, of and course, the so setup the, on the end of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, he had um, an MP3 player instead of a cassette player. I mean, then that oh, it has a hundred songs. Oh, you know they're gonna make a third film. So I don't even know. But like, I gotta say, just on a side note, we me, Bill and I just shot a Suicide Squad review. James Gunn loves his soundtracks. Oh, oh my God, God. God. I, I I listened to that Suicide Squad soundtrack, and it's a banger. I know it's it's fantastic, and the the first Guardians had a great soundtrack. The second one had a great soundtrack, and who's saying like this, there's like a hundred songs on this iPod thing that Peter Quill has? Who's to say what happens now? James Gunn, if you're listening to any of this, please put in some besides David Bowie. I'd love to hear some Queen too. Just saying, put some Queen on there. We're all set. Just Do you saying. want some Springsteen too? I, so if you go uh, on if you go yeah. on Spotify, he actually has a playlist of songs. Really, that he was considering for the. Oh, uh, that's too fun because the first one was movies. in the '70s. The second one was in like the '70s, like '60s, '70s. It's it's all '60s and '70s. It's... So you got to put like, maybe like put like the Bee Gees in there. I I don't know. That'd be something cool. And then he he he's a magical director. I love his work. He's been based, based on the Suicide Squad too. He did a. He did plug. do he did a really a good job. job. Just saying, he did a great job on that. I'm I'm looking forward to this, and isn't like. Hulk or Thor joining the Guardians or something like that. Thor. Um, the Guardians Thor, are Thor the, 4, so yeah. Is at the end of... Um, the Asgardians of the Galaxy. Ooh, Asgardians of the Galaxy. Oh my god. <laughs> um, oh, it says GOTG Volume 3 was set after the events of Thor um, Thunder and the Guardians Holiday Special. Interesting. Okay. Oh, yeah. The Guardians Holiday Special is apparently required viewing for Volume 3. All right. That's fair. That makes sense. We have to do it a whole year. It's okay. As long as there's no Wookiee porn, we're good. This will be Christ. better than the Star Wars Holiday Special. Literally, and that's the first thing I thought when they announced it. I'm like, really? They're going to make a, literally, it's a Star Wars ripoff already. Disney, damn it. Um, let's talk about one more movie before we wrap up for tonight. And that is this is something that I have wanted to talk about all goddamn night. Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm going to read this. Finally acquire the rights to Fox, which had the rights to Fantastic Four. I'm going to read this on air, and I want you all to listen very carefully as I read this super carefully for the Fantastic Four. Yeah. On December 14, 2017, the Walt Disney Company agreed to a 52.4 billion dollar deal to acquire 20th Century Fox, including its subsidiary 20th Century Fox. 
Disney CEO Bob Iger stated that they had, pl- they had planned to integrate the Fantastic Four into the Marvel Cinematic Universe alongside the X-Men and Deadpool. On March 20th, 2019, I remember this day as loud as clear, now a $71.3 billion idea- deal was officially completed. So now Disney owns Fox, is what they're saying. At the 2019 Marvel Studios Comic-Con, Hall H in July, studio head Kevin Feige announced that a Fantastic Four which will be set in the MCU, is in development as we speak. And on December 10th, 2020, Feige announced that John Watts, the director of Spider-Man Homecoming and uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, will be directing the film. Gentlemen, I want to tell you all right now, I am so freaking excited for this because the other Fantastic Four films have sucked. Yes. Good Christ. Maybe they could use a little help from... (laughs) Yeah, go Justin goes first, and I got to tell you, I got to go off on my tangent when I'm ready. Go ahead. Now, I want a good Fantastic Four as much as the next person. I do too. With people, I'm one of those people. With that said, yes, the performance of the Suicide Squad scared me a little bit. Now, COVID's still happening. Yes. Cases are getting worse. Again. Get vaccinated, please. It's there's other factors that could be in place. However, could it be also just can a franchise just have too many tries before it's just toxic? I think it, with the Marvel Studios logo, it might change people's minds. I really do. You see, I thought that James Gunn's name would have done the same thing with the Suicide Squad, but look. To be fair, to be fair, that one had a lot of stuff going against it because it was rated R. The first Suicide Squad didn't do that; it didn't do well like, like critically and all that stuff. There's a lot of stuff going against the new new one. Just saying, but go on. Right. No. Yeah. I, I and I and I acknowledge that but it's still something that you have to kind of put in the back of your mind true and if for some reason fantastic four does not do well can't let that necessarily surprise you in the bin if they can't marvel can't get it right no one can get it right but I, I, I believe in Watts. I really do. And I'm, I'm not just saying this on air because I, I can, but I feel like it. I, one of my high school teachers uh, from film class, not saying what or where, but he, uh, he knows John Watts. Oh, so he, yeah, school, you, you mentioned this. So when, he, when he was chosen to direct Spider-Man, he's like, yeah, my buddy's directing Spider-Man. We're like, what? So I, I have faith. Look, what he, look how he handled Spider-Man. No, I, I agree. He handled Spider-Man very well. And he and, took a very interesting direction for Spider-Man. So I'm curious to see what his direction for the Fantastic Four is going to be. Yeah. I am so excited. Oh, I am too. Because let's not forget, without going into too much detail, Marvel's very first set of characters in the 60s was Fantastic Four. Yes. Yes. They were Marvel's very, like it wasn't Iron Man. It was not the Hulk. 
Well, wasn't even the Avengers. It not was even Spider-Man. Not even Spider-Man was 62. This was 61. Like literally, how much was it? 50, uh, 60 years ago. 60 years ago this year, Fantastic Four debuted. Mm-hmm. So 62 was Spider-Man. 63 was the Avengers. So this has been Random Facts with JT. Um, <laughs> Doesn't have the same ring, buddy. Sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. I tried. But like this, I'm a very passionate Fantastic Four fan. I really, and this sounds so pathetic, I know, but I love these characters. I love the history behind them. I corrected a sweaty nerd who said, oh, Spider-Man was the first one. Like, sorry, bud. It was Fantastic Four. He's like, what? I said, yeah, look it up. He's like, no, 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 no. You're, see, Stanley created, he's, he had the idea for Spider-Man first, but, and I'm like, to burst your bubble there, but it was fantastic for it. And he looked at me, Are you sure? I'm like, Yeah, look it up. He's like, Oh, and yeah, you looked right. it up and you were like, Yeah, I was right. Oh, I, was like, I hate right. to school you and my super nerdiness just come at me, but uh, like, come on, these are great characters. And John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, if you're listening to this, god damn it, sign already. You're a real Hollywood couple, too. <laughs> JT, I know it's not gonna happen. <laughs> I could try, I would love as much as you would, <laughs> it would be so great. Emily but Blunt's not into it. I know she's not, but they have. Uh, they, let me ask you something. Would, if, if Fantastic Four. Would you rather have her half-ass it and be in it, or would you rather have someone who's in it? I'm going to quote Bill. Yes. Money talks and bullshit walks. And I stole that quote Just saying. from Justin. Oh, sorry. Justin's quote. My bad. No, I said it. I stole it. You pay her enough money. You pay her enough money. You could do it. I'm just saying I have I have I don't have that much faith in it, but I have enough faith to say that. Let's put it that way. I mean, if you pay how much does the average actor get paid in the MCU? Aside from Robert Denny Jr. Like what? Like five million dollars? Well, we already know what Scarlett Johansson made on Black Widow, unfortunately, because of that. Because of Disney being a bunch of assholes. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, but anyway, how like, much did she make? Yeah, how much did she make really quick? Uh, she made $20 million. That's insane if you think about it. Well, so, good, good for her that she was able to negotiate that kind of salary, man. That's She's got some weight in the MCU as well. So, but like, I'm gonna listen. Disney's got money. Marvel's got money. I'm saying throw Emily Bunt thirty-five million dollars. Well, after the lawsuit, we'll see about that. That's that's true. (laughs) Um, That's true. I will give you that. Like, like, I'm not kidding you. Throw John Krasinski and throw Emily Bunt. Like, hey, we'll each pay you forty million dollars to play Reed Richards and Sue. That's insane. I know, but that's that's Dwayne Johnson money. I know, like Dwayne's gonna call up Emily Blunt and be like. Are you stealing my thunder? <laughs> Literally, I'm here doing this black black Adam here thing here. You, you, yeah. you can't be stealing my thunder. I, I know, but like it just it's just if if they I'm saying if they really wanted to get them, that's I think they would go like not that high, but like definitely some sort of ballpark number around there. Like we'll pay you. You sign on for eight film like like for seven films or whatever. Like that we can use you whatever, and we'll give you thirty five million dollars each for this movie. They got balls to do that. If if that's the case, I don't think that's the case. But I think if they were to do that, can you imagine for one second 
it's reported, oh, Emily Blunt and John Krasinski took, took a deal that said, hey, they're going to do uh, Fantastic Four. They're, they're casting some unknown actors, the Human Torch, and mm-hmm. Ben Grimm is going to be CGI officially, you know, like, <laughs> you know, whatever. Like, come on. That would be cool. Just saying. Chris Evans is coming back as Human Torch. <laughs> <laughs> that would no. be hilarious. That, he's in the MCU. As another character, that would be so funny. I, I I'm a big Fantastic Four fan. I love this character so much, but that's just my opinion on how you they put that should... sweaty nerd in his place. Yeah, so this, whoever, uh, kept, we, the fact that we brought this up, I'm like, well, clearly <laughs> the Fantastic Four. Uh, really? D- Doctor Doom first appeared in Fantastic Four. You know, who is the villain? So Doctor Doctor Doom, calling it. Oh. Yeah, because we've only seen him like how many times now? All four movies. Twice? Oh no, three times. Four. So, guys, even he's in all no, four movies. If you think this one tense, Jeez. do you think? Okay, you know what? No more Fantastic Four. It's officially been. Look, I love but, Doctor I, I'm just, Doom. I'm, I'm, yeah. But they need to do how, a different. How about you put first. Silver? Yeah, they could do uh, the Mole Man. <laughs> Hey, look, no, 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 if no, Spider-Man no. can start out his franchise with the Vulture. I'm pretty sure they could do Moment. I forget, like, I forget like, what they did. No, but like, uh, you know, honestly, and then, look, if Fantastic Four doesn't work, at least they have the rights to Silver Surfer and Galactus. True. That, that's some pretty badass stuff. You could really try some stuff there. Lawrence Fishburne as Galactus. And it's not going to be a poo cloud like they did in like Green Lantern and no. Fantastic Four 2. You know, they, they make the shape of Galactus coming out. Like, they, they, hey, they could do it. They could. Bro, I'm just getting, I'm getting all sweaty for the Fantastic Four. It's a little pathetic, but I'm just saying, I'm excited. You're I'm a big fan of these for, You're getting excited for Fantastic Four. So, but do you think, again, I'm going to ask again, do you think he should, um, do you think if this film tanks, they should just do away with Fantastic Four? Do away, no. However, repurpose. No, put it on the back burner for at least twenty years. Wait until twenty forty-eight. Because <laughs> at that point, uh, fuck. <laughs> Literally, uh, I think I do have faith though, and it's fantastic. Horrible. Now, th- th- those are all the films we know that are coming out in the MCU. Now, I want to touch, touch on before we wrap up tonight. We gone on for like two hours now. I want to just wrap up a couple of things as well regarding the MCU. Other films that are going to come out soon uh, that don't have release dates. I, uh, there's a couple that I just wanted to touch on really quick before we go nuts. Uh, not the comic books. Phase four. Um, uh, they had they had ideas for, if I'm not mistaken. Hold on. I'm fine. We have I'm fine. I'm fine. That's as I said, Blade is the first one that came to mind. I am thrilled that they're doing something with Blade. Personally, I'm very, very, very like Blade is another one. Deadpool. We got to touch on that really yep. quick. Deadpool. Yes. Deadpool 3. They're not rebooting it. And as far as did we know. they. Did they announce what? that Sean Levy was directing or no? For directing what? Deadpool 3? Yeah. 
they have writers that they didn't have a director. They said filming, they're going to film it in 2022. I read the a rumor that uh, Sean Levy, who directed Free Guy, is expected really? to direct. I didn't know that. Um, I'm excited. Uh, okay. We'll, we'll go back to Blade in a second, but Deadpool, yeah, I'm excited for no, that. I want to talk about Deadpool, but um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so, but do you, but like, I think this one people are a little concerned about because the first two were, you know, rated it's, R. Well, this one's going to be rated R too, so. The MCU's first R rated film. Yeah. And Ryan Reynolds is returning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, hey, I think they saw a golden opportunity to make more money if they did uh, Deadpool 3. If them, I mean, think about that. It's going to be so fascinating to see how they do that, though. It really is. Because uh, Deadpool 1, I, I know for those of you who are watching, Matt Hemsley um, does not like Deadpool, but that's okay. All film is subjective. Um, Deadpool was an, a, a delight in theaters to see. Deadpool 2 I did not see, but I saw bits and pieces on TV on New Year's Eve. That's a different story. Um, but I'm curious where they go. How do they integrate him into a Deadpool 3 film? And a bigger question, how does this end? Let me just throw this as a fan theory to the both of you before we uh, called quits tonight as well. Another topic on here says a mutant-centered film for X-Men. Mm-hmm. There was talk when before Disney bought Fox that after Deadpool 2, they were going to do not one, not two, but three X-Force films. They were there, it was yes. Jeff Wando and, and Fox I remember they their, were going to get Drew Goddard Disney to direct. Yes, dude. Oh, my God. that would And they would have been rated R. You know that, but that, that's that would have been sick. An X Force, not X Men, but X. If you've never read X Force, do yourself a favor and read the X Force comics from the '90s, please. Everyone out there listening, fantastic film. Uh, fantastic comic books. The Cable, the X Force. It's hard. It's all around fantastic. Personally, for me, is it? Personally, uh, anyway. for me, it's hard for me to get yeah. into the '90s comics. <laughs> Those were always the hardest for me, especially with the art style. Why are those the hardest to get in? Art style, mostly. I know, the, the arts was tough, but this, if you read up on the... Yeah. If you can grab a graphic novel of, like, the Age of Apocalypse or the Executioner's Song, those are great X-Men, X-Force stories. Um, mm-hmm. And Colossus is great, of course. Uh, yeah, so... But, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, this is, like... I am all for more X-Men type of stuff down the line. Will they do X Force with like uh, what's his face? Not Steven. Who, who played Cable? Josh Brolin, right? Josh Brolin. Yeah. Do you? I mean, he was he was he didn't really like act as Thanos. He was kind of like the voice of Thanos. You want to bring him back as Cable? Down the line, possibly. I, I, would, I wouldn't mind them as Cable. That would work. I, I, I think mean, he was in Kind of wanted a second chance at the character because he wasn't exactly happy with his performance. Well, because he was probably so strung up on Infinity War at that time. No, he was like, um, yeah. 
I don't know. The, the mutants thing is, I think we're like, I think we're literally like phase five, phase five stuff, to be honest with you. So I think it would be cool for if, X-Men, that is. I think it'd be really cool if they did what they're doing now in the comics with all the Krakoa stuff. Yeah. That'd be cool. I mean, there's so much X-Men and X-Force great stories in general. Like, there's so many great ones you can pull from. I mean, it's, just, it's a matter of, like, doing whatever you want. But um, So, yeah, Deadpool, X-Men, X-Force. I love to see some X-Force stuff. And we have to see X-Men first. We have to see like an, probably, my guess is we'll have to see two X-Men films or maybe one. Mm-hmm. And then we do an X-Force movie down the line, like, in, like, a phase, I hate to say it, phase six or, like, late phase five kind of thing. I don't know, just me. Um, I want to go back to Blade really quick. Uh, Blade, they said it's filming, they're filming in July of 2022 in Georgia. So, and they're going to film it and they're going to release it. I think they're going to release it in phase five. It might not kick off the phase, but it might be, like, in that phase. That's my guess. What do you guys think about Blade in phase five? Sounds like a good guess. And hear me out. Here's again, we're getting really sweaty here already. But Deadpool is going to be rated R. Deadpool three will be rated R in the MCU. Will Blade okay. be the second film to be rated R in the MCU? Um, that one I'm not so sure about because okay. Feige made it explicitly clear that Deadpool was the only R-rated movie being developed at Marvel yeah. Studios. So they're going to do a PG a PG thirteen Blade. Most likely, it, I'm not. I, that makes sense too. I mean, yeah. they're probably not going to show a lot of blood then. I mean, it could it could work. I mean, anything's possible at this point. Like we said, anything's possible. It's possible. They're, they're putting Deadpool with Iron Man. <laughs> like, come on. Like anything is possible in the MCU. Yeah. Um, Gosh. What do you call it? Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm excited for whatever comes our way at this point, to be completely honest with you. Um, I will say this though. Uh, One more thing about um, the MCU moving forward. There's just on a side note. I think they, they made one slightly big mistake. What is that? So they announced the Fantastic Four film is going to come out soon, right? Yes. CBD. Is it though confirmed for Phase Four? We don't know because what would really make a what would really be a buzzkill, I think, to the audience and the fans, if they've been Fantastic Four in Phase Five instead of Phase Four. You see what I'm saying there? Yeah. I mean, hey, Uh, I'm not getting Feige. I know, I know nothing, but like that would be a good move, making Fantastic Four. Phase four. You got a lot maybe, of leeway there with a lot of like, you know, fantastic four just saying, I'm the just movie to cap off phase four. If they do that, Marvel has my money for the rest of my life. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Like I am in if they do that. Like if they do, and it says it right here, just phase four upcoming, but I there's no dates, there's no like writers or anything. So I think that it will be phase four. If it's, if it's, I think it would be phase four, and they'd be a fool to make it phase five. If you know what I mean, like Fantastic, Fantastic Five doesn't sound right, doesn't feel right. Fantastic Four, Phase Four. Hmm. Thank you, John Schnepp, for putting that in my head. R.I.P. to the great John Schnepp. Love you to death. 
So just saying for those of you who have any idea what I'm talking about, good for you. Um, love that man. Anyways, any further comments for the MCU? Did we touch on everything, guys? Yeah, I think we did. I think that's well, it for now. My gentlemen, point. I mean, so here's the deal. Let me just tell you guys, we've gone for about two hours, two hours and ten minutes. I'm just letting you guys know right now. Uh, thank you. I want to thank the two gentlemen joining me tonight to help me out with this discussion of Marvel and everything going on with the MCU, everything going on in the world of film. These two gentlemen are the best in the business in what we do. And we do for free. We do this entertainment for free just for you. Yeah, uh, I want to th- check out our channel, Movie Holics Productions. Thank you. Shout out to Movie Holics Productions. The two crew are right here in, in the screen with me right now. I want to thank the two of them so much for joining me. And, and by the way, I'm going to do it for him. Sports Insanity Podcast. Check him out. He's fantastic. Love to yeah, see it. Oh, wow. all, we're on all podcast platforms. Yes. Spotify podcast, Apple podcast. You name it. We got it. You name it. We're on it. Justin, thank you for your insight. You've always been a fantastic, fantastic insight on this channel. You are the man. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Always yeah, and pleasure. next week, are we going to do uh, DC? Our next week's topic on Nick's Peg is not the future of Marvel Studios, but I'm sure it's going to be a hotly debated topic. The future of DCEU. Yeah, everything uh, Henry Cavill possibly coming back to. Michael B. Jordan Superman. We're going to see how it goes from there. Thank you so much for watching. Instant everyone and tugging we'll see you guys collar. next week. Bye, guys. And sorry <laughs> about Damon. We ran out of time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone listening, watching. You guys are amazing. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Spotify Podcast. You know the drill at this point. We'll see you guys next week.